0: hello and welcome to the bookish banter podcast where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books authors and bookish impulse buys follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless tbr go ahead and subscribe leave us a review and follow us on our instagram and tiktok at the bookish banter podcast let's get started This episode contains spoilers from the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass and the Vampire Diaries TV show, with references to Six of Crows by Leigh Bardugo, The Mortal Instruments by Cassandra Clare, Game of Thrones, the television show, Underworld, and the Harry Potter movie franchise.
1: Hello. How's it going? It's going, it's going.
0: How about you? How are you doing? I am good. Nothing exciting happening on my end. Nothing's ever exciting happening on my end. It is obscenely hot there right now, though. Like, yes, it is one hundred and seventeen today. Right. Mm-hmm. That's do not forty-five yeah. degrees Celsius for those of you that yes. live abroad.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's toasty. That's yeah, it's not, really warm. Ooh, I'm, I'm not good. doing
0: well. I haven't been swimming at all or doing anything because it's too hot to go outside.
1: Yeah, and the pools are like bathwater at that point.
0: Yeah. I wake up at 6am to water my plants.
1: Yeah. I no, it's too hot, too hot. Um, yeah. Nothing exciting. Have you bought anything bookish lately? I haven't. I've been good. I've been sticking to my book actually. Okay. I haven't bought these, but I got my pre-order my fable bands, yeah. uh, yesterday. So, and they're so cute. I love them. i am they will be posted eventually. I'm going to do like uh, some pictures with them and stuff like that. So, um, I was going to do like an unboxing, but it was two headbands. So it wasn't really like a exciting <laughs> unboxing. So, uh, but I'm going to probably do a, uh, like a picture or something like that with them. Cause they're super cute. They're so, so cute. I got like the six of crows one and then the, the Grisha, the ethereal key. Is that what they're called? Yeah. I got that one. So
0: gosh, that's exciting. Good for you. You've been much better than I have. I'm not going to lie. I have been really bad. I did get my pre-order Fable Bands. I ordered those. That was like eight weeks ago. So I feel good about that.
1: It was a long time ago. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> right when Shadow and Bone, the show first came out. Yeah. So I got my Fable Bands once. I also got Six of Crow stuff. And then Blissfully Bookish did a mid-month random drop of keychains. So she did the Raven Boys, the House of Wind from Akasif, and the Red Pearl from, from Blood and Ash. From, from Blood and Ash. That's always the worst one. So I, of course, got a 300 uh, box way from the Raven Cycle. Of course. And then FaZe niche dropped another new product. And she (laughs) dropped bracelets that have, um, I don't know how to say it because it's Latin and I'm uneducated. But it's from the uh, Dreamer series or the Dreamer trilogy from the Raven Cycle, essentially. So I ordered that.
1: Nice. (laughs) Waiting for those things to
0: come in. (laughs) Support small businesses. That's all I have to say. So yeah, um, our blissfully bookish discount code is still working until the end of July. So uh, we did our interview with Catherine last week. So if you guys want to check out that interview, that was one episode before this one. Um, you guys can head over there and listen to that. But our code is bookish banter ten, and I'll link all of that stuff in the show notes if you guys want to head over there. But yeah, so I definitely use that to get a keychain. Yes,
1: definitely. She has some amazing stuff that she dropped. The new charity pin is really beautiful. So um, yeah, listen to our our episode or our bonus episode from last week it was so much fun talking with her so we had a great time um chatting with her and doing all that fun stuff so um yeah want to get started
0: what we're we're talking about this week what are we talking about this week
1: we are continuing on with the throne of glass series it is we're about we're just over halfway through so um this week we are covering queen of shadows which is i believe the fifth book in the series
0: this one was a doozy I know that I said *Airfire* was a big big book last week and I lied to you all because this one is massive um Uh, I have some thoughts I have some thoughts this was a long book (laughs) I think there was there was a a lot that happened maybe like too much that happened
1: yeah I think it could have it felt like two separate stories almost with like how we were talking and um you know, the first half is, like, a mission, and the second half is a completely different mission, but they try, she, like, tries to pull them together, but it's kind of, I don't know, it was, it, it just felt like two separate books to me.
0: Same. I mean, she does cut it in half, and, you know, it's part one and part two, but this was quite a long book. I like this, I think, a little bit better than Air of Fire for everything that happens in it, but um it has been we are trekking through this. I'm going to say it. I've heard a lot of people give the advice of saying like you should read a handful of it, maybe like one or two books and then take a break for like a while and then get back into the series. And I see why, because I picked up Empire Storms right after finishing this and it is, it's been heavy.
1: It's emotionally draining. I finished Empire Storms yesterday, yesterday, and I had to put it down and just, I can't, like, I emotionally am just like at a point where I just need to just like not, so I watched like almost the entire season of True Blood the entire first season of True Blood instead <laughs> of reading which is what I should have done but I just emotionally was like not there
0: yeah I really towards the end of this I was like enthralled in what was going to happen and felt like I needed to keep reading to figure out what was going to happen but I was also just kind of ready to put it down for a while I love the series I love the characters and you know, we get a ton of new characters in this one too. Well, I guess not a ton, but we get like a handful of new characters in this one as well. It was twisty turny. Let's go with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. There was a lot that I feel like this book is really where Aelin started to actually come into her own and actually act like an adult and make actual, you know, adult decisions instead of things that were kind of like, or the best decision for her, like, kingdom, kind of, this is her, her, like, turning point in that, going from kind of the spoiled um, child, you know, we've mentioned in the past that we feel like she was kind of spoiled. She had these moments of acting kind of like a brat, and um, she's finally, I think, making that, she makes that turn. Um, You really see the change in Empire of Storms, but I feel like this is really the book where she, that arc changes to her being, the queen, a queen rather than an assassin. Um, yeah, it, it's, it was it was good. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It was just, it was a lot to get through. It was a lot of information.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I guess we can kind of get into the whole shebang of it all, but I did like in the beginning, you feel that she's kind of put that skin back on of Selena and she's going into the vaults. And I love the tie-in with her destruction of it at the end, essentially, where she, you know, rips the whole thing to shreds for Sam and then she talks about that and because I feel like sometimes we get into these not even further in this story but just books in general where something tragic happens and then they never reference it again and you're like the love that she had for Sam was so true and real and I just really appreciated all the references to him and this one even and going forward in the rest of the series and I guess the series is like a whole um just to remind you all his tragic 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 death um
1: that was brutal
0: I was not expecting it to be Kale that was meeting with Arabin, and I really like the way that she was waiting and watching. And then when she meets with Arabin, it's like, you can feel her repulsion. You can feel how much she hates him. And we sort of talked about this in Assassin's Blade, but he's such a bad guy. And we really see the full extent of it kind of in this one and how awful he really was to her. And then how awful he continues to be. And he's such a perv. And that the beginning of this was like set up so well. Cause you're like, I'm so creeped out.
1: I love that it wasn't her being like, I just, I don't know how I feel. You know, I love that it was her just, fully 1000% saying no I'm just you know because we talked about it in Assassin's Blade where she's kind of like she mentions like she's not sure where they stand you know and I think she's she's grown up enough and she's coming to her own her own enough to know that she doesn't need Arabin. she doesn't need his his praise or you know it just like she's she's realized that he's truly a terrible person. And the things that he did, I just like hated him even. I didn't realize I could hate Arabin more until I read <laughs> this book, and I was like, I hate him so. He's just, uh he's just. I mean, just terrible. Just, yeah, just so I bad. Hate him more.
0: I do love that she tears up the vaults. I forgot that he was. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I a forgot. That he, yeah, like a partner in the vaults, and I love that she, you know, teared that up, and everything she does in this one is so intentional. So we sort of switched to Aiden's point of view and this was really sad. I'm not going to lie because I felt like his character was so invested in, in alan and like her life. And that was all that gave him purpose. And I loved the way that he was developed throughout the rest of this and how he really turned into like a warrior and a member of the court and, you know, her cousin, he's not really a prince, but like, he kind of turns into that yeah. as, you know, a guiding hand for her throughout. And it's like, wow, the beginning of this was really tough to read and go through because you're like. He doesn't care about anything. He has nothing to live for, thinking that she's never going to come find him, and or when she does, that he's like already dead. And I was yeah. like, wow, straight through the heart with that one, man. I, I again going to die.
1: Continuing on, I mean, even through what I've read so far, like I would die for Aiden. I love Aiden so much. He's, he's one a great of character. like he's a am- mate. I love him so much. Um, he's. Oh, he's everything, and he's so—it's so funny because you—you you see some of these other characters, and they're all these like stoic like, warriors, and then there's this mention, this like Aiden's like crying, <laughs> of, like from happiness, and he's just like so he, emotional. Oh, my God, I love him so much, and he's just like he's, you know, the wolf of the north, and he's a—he knows he's badass and can can you know, kick ass basically, but he's also just like. I don't know, I was willing to like
0: admit his faults too and like dive into his emotion and be there for Mm -hmm. her and for everyone else and say like, yeah, I know I did bad things, but I'm here now and like, this is my court and I will fight for you to the end, like he's so passionate, I love that.
1: I love, I also love the, like the, with the difference in perspectives of like, and he's like, I hope I die before, you know, Aylan gets here because I don't want her to sacrifice herself for me. Like, this is bigger than me. You know, he's like, he keeps saying, he's like, I don't even know how I'd be able to face her, like with the things that I've done. And then on the flip side of it, Aylan's like, I don't know how I would be able to face him and to explain like what happened and why I wasn't there. And, you know, all these, all these things. And it was just, they were both kind of thinking the same thing. Like, I I don't know it was it was such a great dynamic that back and forth between before they they saw each other of like are they going to be able to forgive me for my sins these last 10 years and what I had to do to survive
0: yeah and I like that she always references that they're two sides of the same coin and you see that like throughout the whole thing and exactly in the progression that they have and we talked about this before where you know, Aelin was not killing everyone that the King told her to. And Aiden was also not killing who the King told him to. So it's like, yeah, they've been very similar throughout kind of their entire lives. And I liked that that journey continued on. It wasn't as creepy as it was in Air of Fire. I think he turned into a totally different person in this one as far as, you know, where he was going with himself. But I I really liked them. What did you think of her first interaction with Kale? Do we still like Kale after this interaction?
1: I do. I see... (laughs) I know, I mean, there were some scenes where I was, like, reading some of the things that, that, you know, I, you know, some of the things that he says, he strikes me as someone who is quite whiny in some aspects, but I don't understand the hatred that everyone has for him. I mean, he is, like, his whole world has been, like, destroyed. And he, you know, that's, that's a good thing because of what he did, you know, and how he you know, he escaped and he's been helping the rebels and he's been getting people out of the city and trying to do everything. And the things that he said to her though, I was like, this, Mm, honey, maybe you should not say that. Like, and, and it's not just him that says this, you know, throughout the book, there's multiple people who like make these references to like, oh, you just took off again. And how can we trust you? And you were just hanging out and flaunting your power and it's like you know obviously none of them were there so they don't know what actually happened but it's it was it was I understand he's saying it out of rage and then he talks about regretting what he said and stuff like that and he's I feel like he's also coming into his own and actually finding his place in this whole situation because I feel like in the first four books it was very like what side am I on who do I trust um who am I actually fighting for am I here for my kingdom am I here for my king am I here for you know Selena am I you know what where where do I fall in this and I think he's finally figured out where he falls in this structure of rebels you know but um I don't hate him no I don't I don't hate him
0: I was pissed after this one I really do like Kale but after this chapter I was like so glad we moved on to someone else's point of view because I was so annoyed with just him in general. Like I was like this, it felt very, it didn't feel like him, you know, I understand that he was really whiny, but he came at her and was like, you're a monster. And it's like, wow, you sent her there to Wendland and you did. And you sent her forever. You anticipated her never coming back. And she came back for you and he was so mean. And I get that it was like his frustration with having to take care of the rebels and doing all those things. And, you know, trying to fight these Vlag and not knowing anything about them. Cause Selena has basically all the information that he needs to kind of put everything back together and, and tie in all the info that he's found out so far. But I was just like, so annoyed with his reaction. And it was just felt like, I don't know, maybe a little disingenuine because he does have a little bit of an outburst with Dorian prior to this. And where Dorian says like, you can't pick and choose what parts of me you love and what parts of Selena you love. But it, I don't know. It was just like, it was so cringy and I was like so annoyed with kale. And the way that he responded, and that he said that, and it's like you yeah. did this to her. You sent her to Wenlin in the first place, expecting her to never return, and she came back to help you. And you're like, you didn't bring the Armada, and she's like, was there, was there one? Did I miss the store on the way back? Like, yeah, she, she just, just shop very, like, one. Does Amazon deliver like, those? I don't know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she got that Prime
0: membership. Yeah, like come Gotta on, order that Armada,
1: it's on the way.
0: <laughs> I don't know. No, no, just it was- pissed me off
1: yeah he there were some scenes I will say there were some things that he said that I was like kill why really you're better than this like bro come on like there were some some parts I was just like oh no he did not say that like
0: such an embarrassing scene for him I was like "Ew, stop
1: yeah and then uh yeah I don't know
0: I didn't like it. Yeah. I was glad when this chapter was over. Cause then we finally get to my favorite character. Uh, and we I go to What a gem.
1: Diamond I love Ruff. her. Uh, she's awesome. She just gets better and better. <laughs> she's
0: literally the best. So yeah. they're in Morath. And this is, we finally get the view of kind of Morath, the size. I will say that I was really glad that they finally said the amount of witches that existed. They said there were like 3000 at Morath. And I was like, because in my head, there's 13 of her. And I know that they were the best but I was thinking like a couple hundred total, but there's like 3,000 in Warath and then 3,000 up in the Fang Mountains or whatever, or some like massive amount. So I'm glad that we finally got an idea of like how many witches existed. Cause to me, it sounded like the Siberian tigers. There's like a thousand total left. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. And I'm glad we finally got the layout of everything. And, um, you know, we finally get to see Calteen Bar again which was interesting. I will say with her, and I will say this a lot apparently, with her and Roland in this book, I was a little pissed because I felt like we were really building this up to be something big. And Roland is in one page and I actually don't know her real name. Caltaine. K- Caltaine. Caltaine. is in a couple of chapters here and there, but it's nothing like massive. So yeah, I don't know. It was just weird to like really bring her in the first book and then just sort of let her go to the wayside
1: for the rest of it. And Roland yeah. was just like Okay. Yeah, he just like wasn't <laughs> there at all. Like it was yeah, it was it was definitely interesting and I loved how it was kind of the same it kind of you know, everything that was happening in Morath was also what kind of happened prior when they were like, you know, they're hunting for goats outside of, you know, outside of there cuz they don't like eating the meat cuz there's something off. Everyone there there's something not right. And so um you know you get this i her like turmoil through this book is so and into the next one i mean i just like her turmoil through this book is just like
0: exhausting. Brutal.
1: like Manon's character arc is just like chef's kiss it is so perfect and it's just like the turmoil that she goes through and her back and forth with her grandmother just that, that woman i hate her so much but um again, she's another one. She's a great villain, but like, you know, I, in her interactions with her 13 and everything like that, it was just, it was so good. So, so good. I love Manon.
0: Yeah. I really enjoy her. And I liked, I liked that it was so far away, like on the map that we were in a totally different place. And you kind of, I felt myself referencing the map a little bit more during this one. I know I said that in Assassin's Blade, but I really did look at the map a lot on this one. And I was like, okay, so this makes sense. They're pretty far apart. as far as everything goes and now we're facing two kind of evils essentially like duke parrington and vernon is his name vernon 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 what a great name for a bad person just throw that out there (laughs) um yeah and then so we switch back to riff and we get lysandra again and lysandra is i'm gonna say it kirsten's favorite character
1: i love lysandra (laughs) her okay her and a are my two favorites like i love them Lysandra is just like she she I love
0: I love that they brought her back in I will say that yes. I feel like there's so much that happens in Assassin's Play that you're like wow hate her guts Yep. and then <laughs> you bring her back in and you're like she's sketch super sketch and she turns yeah. around so quick
1: well she also realizes the Arabins a manipulative piece of shit like she also realizes that he was manip- and that and they say that they're like he was manipulating both of us playing us against each other because again we would both be dependent upon him and his favor and and everything you know we were dependent upon him when we wouldn't have been friends. If we were friends we would have had a- we would have had allies in this and he didn't want that. He wants again
0: isn't that so abuser, sad user
1: abuser handbook 101 like isolating their victim. You know what I mean? And so it's just it was so sad and reading it and I love that she came to that realization and then, you know, she has, um, you know, Evangeline with her and she's got like scars all over her face and, and you're like, okay, what's the story here? You know? And it's like, okay, why is Lysandra still a consort? Like what, what's going on here? Because even, even alan's like, this doesn't, this isn't right. Like something's off here.
0: Yeah. I really liked Evangeline's character I thought she was cute and was really good and was like a nice wholesome kind of relief to the rest of the situation and everything that was happening going on
1: I also love that Aiden like was like yeah played played yeah. like big brother to her like he absolutely loved her and I just like pictured this like massive warrior and this like little girl and she's just like and yeah and, just
0: and like, like... even Aiden's like speaking <laughs> her treats and I just love the two of them and
1: I love them. Lysandra
0: and uh, Evangeline so uh, my question is with the backstory and everything that happened with her and how Lysandra said, you know, do you want to be a courtesan? And she says, no, what, what were your thoughts on that? Or like, would you have thought to be that clever if you were in that situation? And would you have been able to go through with that? I
1: probably like, as from be able to go through it, through with it from Lysandra's perspective. Yeah. I mean, she knows she, I I don't know if I would have been clever enough to think of, I mean, Lysandra's brilliant, but like, I don't think I would have been able, been clever enough to like come up with it I don't I again I haven't been in that kind of situation so I wouldn't know I'm sure she would have had to have like hone her wits to like to survive you know and so um but I think you know she did what she needed to do to save a girl who was going down the same fate as her I mean
0: yeah I just you know, think it plays so well into how good of an author Sarah is who yeah. even thought of this do you know what I mean because yeah. you just assume it was like maybe some one of her patrons or something was on that yeah that's her. what I that, thought right exactly so I thought this was really clever of Sarah to have written her character that way and that was what happened and that just shows that she's a really good writer because I would have never thought of that and I would have yeah, never it thought was, to do that if I was Lysandra
1: yeah it was a well played out backstory and it was very I think it played it built that it built her character even more, which was so wonderful. It gave her, it humanized her because in Assassin's Blade, you just see her as this just wicked, spoiled little brat, you know? And so you're, you're kind of like, when she shows up, I was like, okay, like this is, shit's about to go down. Like, (laughs) it's not going to be good, but like, I, I just, I love their, their, like how their friendship develops. And it was just, so it was so good, just so good and um yeah I I love Lysandra. That's I awesome. liked
0: how they brought in so many references from Assassin's Blade in this with her love of Wesley and kind of explaining what Wesley did for her and like oh that my heart
1: destroyed me and how she gave her the letter and yeah the fact that air okay, the fact that Arabin told Farron is that or fanon fanon Farron, whatever the, Fannin, 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 whatever, the Fannin, Fannin, one that whatever. I don't know the one that tortured. Sam. Sam? He told him what to do to Sam to make it like worse, and I was just like, "I'm gonna throw up." Like it literally. I hate him so much, and I'm like, "How despicable of
0: like a person are you to like?" "Mm, I just come up with that idea. I thought it was so cringy how when she first comes back to her apartment or whatever, she's like, "All my trunks have been unpacked, and the books are exactly where I left them," and I was like. Oh, we just like love to hate Airman because you know that was him. Yeah. And he had Well, and she knows flows. it's him too.
1: She's like, he's the only one that knows. And yeah. I was just like,
0: oh, I, I would have burned it all. <laughs> yeah, it was so cringy. I did not like that. Let's talk about Dorian. What a rough oh, book for that kid.
1: Dorian. I feel so bad. I love, I, you get snippets of it, and I like how she wrote Dorian in this book. I like how in this book it wasn't like, long chapters because he's like in and out. You know what I mean? It kinda it kind of gives you that feeling of him just like blipping in and out of these situations and like slowly crumbling under the the Volk prints. And it was just like heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking because all he sees over and over and over and over again is Sorcha getting her head chopped off. And he's like, I don't know who this person is, but I know she meant something to me and all I see is just the blood in her head like getting chopped off. And I was just like, that is heartbreaking that is just brutal like it was so brutal and like how throughout the book like the prince is basically like torturing like people and stuff like that like rebels and he's basically inside like screaming and screeching and trying to get out but he can't and it's just oh it was oh it was so heartbreaking for dorian
0: glad that she did write him in here though because i had i was worried that we were just gonna get nothing from him for this book so i'm glad that you're right that they were these like short chapters you could really see the struggle that he was going through and i'm glad that it kind of continues on throughout the next book too where he has like flashbacks and things like that i think that was written really well especially for his character um and then you know the next part is where she goes to arabin and asks for help so this part i think is awful this was I get where she was coming from and I understand, you know, how she built it up, but he's such an awful character and he gets so much worse than we thought he could have with the pits and bringing Lysandra places and all the stuff that happens. And then only deciding to help her if she brings him a vlog prince. And I just, I couldn't hate him more if we're being honest, so much, even though he's helpful in this rescuing Aiden.
1: But it's again, this this manipulation, this like And she has to play into it to get what she needs. And she has to play the game. And it's so sickening. And he's just, he makes my skin crawl. Like he is just, and, you know, and she's like, I have to, you know, when she's rescuing Aiden and she's like, I have to trust him. I have to trust that he's going to do his part. And, you know, the whole scene of getting Aiden out and everything like that was so, it was so well played, you know, the whole like pretending to be someone else and, you know the smoke bombs and going in with the dancers and it was just so it was so well thought out and so wonderful and i just oh it was so good and her getting Aiden, and i like i loved it
0: the madam the dancer madam i don't know her name the the chick that was like the head of the dancers i think that these little snippets we kind of get throughout where you see her building her kingdom and how important it's going to play later on but i thought that was so beautiful and i loved it so much where they she says you know no matter where you go or what kingdom you have, I'll come to you and I'll bring music and art because that's like the most important thing. And they reference that a couple of times. It's like, well, that's so true though, just in any society. And I just love that she continuously brings that up. And Sarah has this in quite a few of her books. And I think a lot of authors do, you know, where the main character loves to read, but the main character also loves painting and playing the piano and doing all these things that like art is such a function of their life. And that was just so beautiful for, us, you know, like us as a reader and like, especially you and me, um, having like art in our lives, art, you know, our entire life. And I just love that so much. I was like, oh, that gave me chills when she said all that.
1: It's like, yeah. yeah, I love that. She's like, I don't, as how, however far you go, as long as it takes, know that I will always find you and art will, I will bring art and loveliness and like song to your kingdom. And I was just like, oh, especially after what had happened with Peter, yeah. the you know, and that and like genuinely so- gave me chills oh, it was, it was so good. And so, you know, she rescues Aiden and they get out of there and um, they're Aiden's kind of in and out of it. Cause he's still kind of, they, they found out he had a wound and so they treated it. So he was no longer dying. So he was like really angry. And then Aiden like rescues him and everything. And so um, they're treating his wounds and everything like that. And he's just kind of, they're basically just hold up and the, Apartment, you know, and um.
0: so I guess we forgot to talk about her, but Nisarin, is that how you say her name? Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. She almost kills Dorian. So I guess we forgot to talk about this character, but well, this is them leaving. Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> Nisarian, we find out she's kind of great and yeah. she, Loki, has a crush on Kale. I guess Aylin is going to kill Dorian. um She, you know, while they're trying to get out of the castle with Aiden, she runs into Dorian is going to kill him. And Nisaria, I think that's how you say her name. I'm not actually sure. Nessarin? Nessarin. Shoots an arrow at her and stops her, and this is kind of that point where Kale is like, maybe I can't trust you anymore, you know. And you're he's really debating whether or not this is the like, I don't know, ship he wants to tow with, and like where he wants to hook his trailer to, and all that. It's
1: also so annoying because she has experienced like head on what these princes are capable of, and that they there is no turning. I mean you know, Dorian gets lucky, but like, there's no turning back, you know what I mean? More often than not, you can't save the host really is what they are. They're hosts, you know? And, um, and she's even walking, she's like, Dorian, give me a sign. She's like, I, and she says this to Kayla. She's like, I gave him a full minute. She's like, do you know what can happen in a minute in situations like these? She's like, I gave him a full minute. I asked him, I begged him to show me a sign and he didn't. And she's like, it would and you know she talks about you know and and then it goes to like dorian's chapter and he's like i wish she would have killed me i wish she would have killed me and i was just like ha- like so heartbroken and you know why he doesn't die but it's still just like the fact that he has to go through this especially because he's such he's such a good character you know and you're just like oh, it was just it was brutal it was so brutal
0: yeah we, this is i don't know i was not a big fan of kale for a while in this book I don't hate him. I just was like really annoyed with the way he was so insistent about Dorian with no repercussions for like what was going to happen. He's just like, I love Dorian. It's like, okay, well, Dorian may or may not be dead. So let's like get it together. Um, yeah. And you know, then they kind of end up back in the apartment and they're holed up in the apartment. And this develops a relationship with Aiden, Lysandra and Evangeline and how we start to see the semblance of a court and Rowan shows up. Rowan's like hey, I love
1: this scene and <laughs> they're like bye walking bye. down the alley and they're just like hanging you know basically on patrol and walk around and all of a sudden like alan just like stops and everyone's like what's going on and then she just like sprints towards this like hooded figure at the end of the alley and Nessarin's like like what is going on and she's like about to like step forward and confront him and he's like no like he's she's like who is this because Aelin like throws herself into Rowan's arms and he's like that's Rowan and this is before he knows everything that's you know is, that it comes along with Rowan but you know it was because so in Terra Sam, they're supposed to you're supposed to have like one in your court or whatnot take the blood oath he was supposed to be the one to take the blood oath for Aelin and so he keeps you know there's there's this she keeps talking about these like she refers to them as territorial fey bastards. Like she just like, she's like, knock it off, like quit being like, are you, are you done with the pissing contest? Like we have, we have work to do. And it's just so funny because like Aiden and Rowan are so just like, it's, it was, it was funny. Kind of this, like this tension between Aiden and Rowan. And it was also sad. Cause you know, you got Aiden's inner, internal monologue of like, well, I get to take the blood oath so at the end of the day I'm the one who's like who's on top here and it was so kind of awkward <laughs> when he found out
0: yeah that was so silly I thought I was like wow I don't know Aelin sucks <laughs> that's all I have to say
1: yeah I, I was, was like whatever. you couldn't just tell him out of all the conversations you had and all the things that you told him about Rowan and your time and Gwendolyn and everything like yeah it was important to him like it was very important to him and she should have been up front with him especially when Rowan's like I'm blood sworn to you so like I'm gonna be around and it was just like super super awkward I was like oh this is oh is not good it's not good and so obviously Aiden gets pissed off and takes off
0: yeah I didn't like this part I was like could you just not have grown up and like told him that was so terrible especially after having all this debate in her head about how he was never gonna accept her and all these things and then he does and then you're like Oh, so sorry. I forgot to tell you that, like, my boyfriend's actually the one that I swore my blood oath to. Does that, like, hurt your feelings? My bad. It's like, when yeah. were you going to tell him? I don't know. That was so uncomfortable. I have a few questions. So, Rowan comes and says, Lorcan is chasing them, and he yeah. came to find the word keys for Maeve, Mav, Mahoove um, to destroy them because he doesn't want her to get them. Yeah. Lorcan is the most powerful fae male in all the universe. My hair quotes are just going nuts. <laughs> But he's a half fae. He, like, he's a demi-fae. Yeah, he's
1: demi-fae. So
0: I am I guess I'm a bit confused because Rowan is like a prince and uh, Gideon, uh, that's not his real name. Uh,
1: Ga- his name. Gavriel.
0: Gavriel. Gavriel is like full fae and all these things. So I guess I'm just a bit confused as to how Lorkin the Great is the best. I just don't understand it.
1: I think it's because his magic. So because his magic literally comes from like Hellas, who's like the god of death. Right. And so I think it's his magic that makes him so powerful because he's quite literally like death incarnate. So he, um, I think that's what makes him so is powerful. He's also Is this
0: like Greek mythology? I'm confused.
1: No, it's just they're gods. So they're gods. They have like the god of death, Helaus, right. and he—that's where he gets his power from, like but his how? magic from. But
0: how does he get his power from there? And Rowan is like, I got I it know. from this icy stream over yonder.
1: I don't like they know. They don't explain
0: it. That's what I'm saying. They like don't just, They
1: don't explain how they got it. They just say he was blessed by Hellas, and that's where his
0: power comes from. Doesn't make sense. So they don't explain. That's again, this would
1: be great where, like, a prequel would come in and, like, talk about the gods and, like, all this stuff, but um, I don't know. It
0: just didn't make sense to me. I was like, okay. Cool. Yeah. I also, Lorcan's older. Yeah, but, like, so is Maeve. He's more powerful yeah. than Maeve? <laughs> no.
1: Maeve is more powerful than all of the. She's she's older. Yeah, but than- that's what they
0: said. They said he's like the most powerful fae in all the universe, or whatever. Powerful
1: fae male.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm just not convinced. I, it was it was weird. I get where they're coming from, but it was just she said it so many times. Like he's a demi fae. He's a demi fae, and it's like I understand because you want to disguise him later and all of that kind of stuff. But like it just was the silliest thing I've ever heard. That yeah. he, you're like Ronan is so powerful, like so powerful. He's like super duper power. I don't know if anyone told you, but like he's powerful. And then they're like, but he's not as powerful as like, um, Lorcan, Gabriel, and like these six other cadre. He's actually the least powerful. So he's not that powerful. He's like powerful, but he's not like that powerful. That's how I felt. I know. I know what you're saying. I just, yeah. that's how I felt when they, when they were like explaining all of it, it was like, but he's the oldest and he's the most, and he's, well, I'm not sure. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Super. Yeah.
1: I um, think them all like equally
0: as powerful, I guess.
1: Lorcan's older. And his magic is, I think, deadlier, obviously, because it's quite literally death. It's yeah, literally
0: his magic. That makes no sense to me. Like, how is it that one one of the six was goddess, or like, was God blessed, and none of the rest of them were, and nobody else in the entire realm was? Because even, so, even Aelin wasn't. She was blessed by the, like, original king, but he's not a god. Yeah. And she's supposed they, to be, like, so powerful, too.
1: I don't, I don't think anyone knows, because he refers to himself. He keeps saying that he was, like an orphan in like in the streets and so I mean there is no background to who he is you know what I mean so I that might be something that we find out later like
0: I don't know it's just up a little too much for me it's Like <laughs> we get it, Orkin. you're great.
1: but yeah and so I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there even after reading Empire of Storms Lorcan is like not not a favorite for me he's kind of
0: a boring character yeah I don't like, a frat boy with like a god complex. It's like, chill out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're tan yep. and pretty. Moving on.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so he, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Lorkins. I'm not a big Lorcan. I love a lead, but Lorkin is not my favorite. Um, Let's talk about what, Alid.
0: I guess we kind of go back to Manon. Mm-hmm. and she meets Alid. and yeah. realizes that she's
1: some form of a witch ish. Has like some witch kind blood of. in her, like like a drop.
0: Yeah, I really liked the character dynamic between the two of them and how they set her up. And Manon gives her the choice. She's like, "Yeah, do you have blue blood or do you have red blood?" And like, what that yep. whole thing. And yeah, um <laughs> she's an interesting character. Obviously, she's supposed to be smaller, but in my head, she was like five foot four. Yeah, and I don't think she's that small.
1: I don't. I don't know. make descriptions, I,
0: I don't do a very good job of like remembering. I'm like, mm. in my head, she is like mousy, has like brown hair, and is like tan and petite and then they're like she's pasty white she's black hair she's like lean has big boobs and i'm like oh okay hmm interesting so that's not what i was thinking so maybe you're wrong i don't know that's like you... how i feel about all characters you're like headcanon way different <laughs> just never what i thought it was gonna be i don't know She, i really liked her character i like you know all the things that she goes through and her uncle's such a creep and you know oh. Manon comes in, confronts essentially the duke and vernon and says like both of you suck ass and they're like oh hey have you met Caltane Barr? She's fun. Um, she has Shadowfire. And I was like, oh, bless up. Here we go. I don't know. It was, they keep talking about the ugly scar. And we're like, oh, okay. So something's in her arm. I thought that the whole time. I was like, something's in her arm. And, you know, she's got this blank stare the whole time. Her character, honestly, could have been so much better. There could have been so many things that they did with her. Yeah. And her interactions, even with Manon, when Manon, like, and Elaine, the lead, a lead, sorry. You know when a lead goes to try and save her from Vernon, her uncle, when he's like being a skeety creep, all arabin style. They could have done more with the character. And it just felt weird and the build-up and then all the way to the end where she literally just whew. and I was like, Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was interesting, especially how they described how she kind of described what she did. Like, and I'm like, but I think a lot of it too was out of like necessity and like fear or just like yeah I don't know it was kind of different I don't know it was
0: I I guess what I didn't really like was that she says openly she goes this is like out of order so sorry we I say this every time but we never do the shit in order um they say to her or she says you have the internal monologue kind of like Dorian where she's like yeah there was a demon in me but I like slowly ate away at him and then next thing you know I ate almost all of him but I left like his pinky toe all prisoner basketball style I don't know but it's like she kind of explains that but she's still like, just ever so slightly messed up. <laughs> and it's like, I had Shadowfire in me all along, but I'm still gonna sit here like a doll. And it's, is an act, but it's also not an act. She just is like,
1: she's a husk of a human. Like, yeah, she's just but wasting she away.
0: ate the little demon. So I'm just confused. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, like, literally, she was like, I ate most of him. And I was like, okay, cool. Yep. Super. Get that. Awesome. Good for you, girl. But she's, play acting that she is still like possessed by the demon but even when Manon goes to, like help her and stuff she's like i like toast i don't know you know what i mean like she was just so fucking boring that's <laughs> like what is happening and then when she walks in at the end and is like kapoof i'm here to help kazinga give this to selena and here's like some cryptic ass message and you're like yep thanks
1: what's with you the, know what again, with you always give the weirdo messages.
0: your cloak i'm just throwing that out there what just my life advice for everyone in the crowd <laughs> always life give the helpless one the cloak <laughs> that's all I have to say yeah I
1: yeah that that whole transition with her was just weird I don't I don't know it was kind of I I think she did it mostly because
0: she you you learn who Parrington is yeah you know. but she, she could have been like a good Lysandra-esque but on the witchy yeah. side do you know what I mean that's like, true they could have made her sort of like a spy type of thing
1: more of an active character than just like like, a a cardboard cutout (laughs) I don't know
0: birds are pretty I just was like what's happening here
1: yeah (laughs) it was it was strange but I did I I don't know I really enjoyed the non's like arc in this book I really did in her I I she's great in the 13 and it was so heartbreaking her like fighting with herself and her how she was raised and what her her beliefs are and what she believes in. And, you know, she's been raised to be this creature of war and this like destroy everything and have no um, basically have no um, feelings really about anything. And just you're, you're just in uh, a weapon of war kind of a thing. And so she's fighting with that because there are things that her grandmother's doing that, you know, her, 13 are bringing to her attention especially Astrin I love Astrin I love how she just like will call Manon on her crap and just like she's like that you know she talks about being that kind of Astrin's that kind of wild child that you know she she shouldn't allow this kind of wild behavior but you know she it's fine you know it's it's it is whatever and so it's interesting seeing this process of Manon changing from this creature of war and really, really actually having emotions and being kind of, not human, but, you know, accepting that part of her yeah. slowly, painfully slow.
0: Yeah, gosh. <laughs> Sarah's really good at the slow burn. Um, I thought, I, Manon is so wild. I don't even have words for it. Like her character is so crazy because if we think back to when she's first introduced in *Era of Fire, it's her gutting a man and killing a guy and you're like this is kind of nice we like to see a good villain like we like to read a villain's pov this isn't nice don't kill people but it was nice to like read from a villain's point of view and you're like so she's gonna be that morally gray character obviously we know she's because she is a character in this she's got to go back in with the original three in some way shape or form but i love her and sorrel what a silly ass name good god it's like what are you the color of a pony um anywho <laughs> it's just like you what where do you come with this shit anyways um i really like her and Astron's, and how Manon is still half her grandmother and half herself at in the beginning of this where she like demotes her to a second and then she's like you're my third or she demotes her to like third and then fourth and then is like get out and man when she gets up on that little old cliff and tells the story of her grandmother let's talk about that real quick oh
1: yeah. my god i was so sad I was not expecting that at all I was heartbroken for Astrid and just like heartbroken for uh just uh, I her grandmother is she brutal man
0: wicked with a capital w
1: like oh my gosh like she and it's so crazy because they also talk about how like they they're like oh no these like witch things are like precious and all this stuff and it's like I have a feeling she killed the baby I don't think that baby like came out stillborn I think that grandmother just like freaking especially because she wouldn't let her see it and then she burns it in front of her like how I mean just she's uh, on a whole nother level of cruel
0: yeah I wasn't anticipating this story at all and I just their relationship is beautiful. And I love that they're related and that they're cousins and Manon had no idea. And that her grandmother was able to keep that from her. And you just see how like vicious and manipulative the witches are. And it was, that story was like heart-wrenching. And then you're like, okay, so they've been alive for ages. You know, this happened like hundred years ago or 80 years ago. And it's like, can you imagine the pain like carrying that around, not being able to tell your cousin or slash your best friend, something that happened and having to hide that. And it just made so much sense. Why her grandmother hated her. And I loved that they finally gave that story. And then you're like so sad because she says at the end that like the hunter he died alone. And you know, you could always tell that he was like sitting on his porch waiting for someone. And I was like, Oh god. Oh, god.
1: And he <laughs> just like walked into the forest and oh. then come back. And I was just like, Oh, she oh uh, like
0: I do have a question about the witches. Yeah. I know Um, this was my other question <laughs> what I was trying to say earlier <laughs> about the fairies, the fae Um the witches so the fae have magical powers this is Mm -hmm. a total side tangent but the fae have magical powers right and everyone is different what the hell do the witches have other than like long no claws they have where is their magic
1: talk about it in in, storms empire of storms yeah
0: we're not there yet not there yet sorry i feel it i feel it coming but that was the one thing i didn't really love about the witches in general it was like okay so they're elite fighters and that's great and they bring them up a lot as like comparison to how they're so much better fighters than the fae but like they're also maybe kind of not and up until this point we haven't found anything about their magic system and i was just like when are we gonna get the magic yeah that's all i have to say
1: you learn about it in um in empire storms Storms, but i know
0: i was just kind of a bummer they're, yeah that is like the matriarchs the matrons all of that stuff is so wild and you know i love that they continue to keep the clans in there that this is like the end of their kind of story ish.
1: yeah so really the whole thing That's, is them yeah. trying to figure out what the hell is going on in morath like what who is duke Parrington? what's going on here they have this meeting with the king and which turns out to be a whole freaking shit show man and And it's just like, I don't know, it's, she knows something is wrong, and she knows not only that something is wrong with the king, but something is wrong with the duke. Her grandma is hiding things from her, like, or her grandmother is hiding all these things from her, and like... they're trying to, like, breed the witches? Yeah, that was... Let me just put a stone in
0: you, and like... Ew, it's... I I don't understand. I mean, they still haven't explained this, but... I get it because the Blackbeak, they're the best, but his insistence on being like, "I want a blackie coven, I want a Blackbeak coven," and I know it was for like loyalty and all that stuff, but I was like, "Listen, yeah. Dookie, shush, no." <laughs> I was like, "If they give a blackie coven, I'll
1: flip a I know. table, drop Her the like, con- her like battle, and I'm like, "You are not about to give like even any." I was shocked that they. Well, then the yellow legs came up, and I was like, "Well, oh, they
0: they can go, it's fine." They, but, they can go. Ain't nobody got time for them.
1: But like, and then, you know, when they, they're trying to figure out, they, they never see them again. You know, they're trying to figure out what happened to them. They won't give them any information. And it's so just like hush hush. And it's kind of creepy. And then she tells the she's like, yeah, you got to figure it out. Cause they're going to smell us from a mile away. We can't get down there, um, figure it out and find out what's going on with these witches, you know? And so I, this whole, her, she, Alita's like so smart, you know, like how she like, plots and sees things and like no one notices her because she's you know she's crippled basically and they're just like, like
0: servant, yeah
1: yeah and they don't notice her and she's just like her plans are just insane
0: this felt very Kaz Brecker to me I was like you get it girl and then she's like I need poison and you're like what's the poison for the poison for Cusco Cusco's poison anyways I was dying but the part where after she sees it's Roland but outside the like little birthing room and I love the part where she's like she goes up to Manon. She's just like vomiting nonstop. And I was like, that is so well-written and like hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious, but it's funny that it's like so vile that she just can't stop like heaving. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you are not made for this world, honey. Like you're not going to make it. <laughs> but I love her relationship with Abraxis and how he loves her. And you can tell that she's such an essential part of this team and the group of women. And, you know, she's the token 14th of the 13 and all that. And I just, this this development of Morath and how crafty and clever they were yeah it felt very Kaz Brecker and I was like when are the crows showing up
1: <laughs> yeah I really liked it it was really good I, I yeah I just love, love how it's funny that Manon's like takes her under her wing but pretends like she doesn't like her and it's just like
0: oh, I don't human. like you
1: but but Come come back here. Let me just move you this way and make it get you out of harm's way. Like you you, like
0: in bed. And I was like, first of all, I
1: was just like, oh. But um, yeah. So, you know, they're doing all this stuff in Marath, and you know, you go back to to Rifthold, and um, you're talking, you know, it's this constant Arabin is pushing for her to get these fog princes, and they can't find them anywhere. Like they just like all up like move the nest and like took off so they're trying to find these vogue princes and she this whole fighting ring thing when she uses Ansel's name I love that I was like yeah and um I just I loved it it was so good and I was just like oh hey Ansel what up girl like and so uh you know it was
0: written these books really close together because she did a really good job of bringing everything from um from Assassin's Blade into this one. I will say that, oh, which yeah. I do appreciate, but she must have written these really close together because there's a lot yeah, of differences. Yeah,
1: definitely. And so, you know, there's a lot of references to that. And, you know, she is basically in kills there. sheep
0: a blag.
1: Kills, about, like, yeah, kills one of the princes and, um, or not a prince, a commander, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, and so, and Arabin's like, I would have liked him alive. And I'm like, oh, you're so gross. And then- The most cringy part of all, he invites them over for dinner and he's like, have my like bog prints there or whatever. And he sends her a gift and you don't know what this gift is. And you're just like, and, and Aiden's like, I smell almonds. And like, that's all you get. And you're like, that's weird. And then like a couple like page, like scenes later, she's like, it's like oil. It's like the oil that he uses, like perfume oil, right? And he wants her to wear it because it's, I was like, Hit. Like it was so gross. What so does an gross. almond smell like? Kind
0: of sweet, like almonds. Yeah, I was just thinking in my head. I was like, "What a weird scent to decide." Like I, in my head, was like, "What the hell does an almond smell like?" <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like interesting. Yeah, not like I just imagine kind of Like
1: I don't know oil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, because sandalwood is probably like a good scent. We don't want to yeah, waste yeah, that yeah. on Arabin. Yeah. Like <laughs> <What? laughs>
0: almonds
1: but anyways everybody's favorite nut almond oil this almond oil and she has she like has to rub it all over and it's just so cringy and gross you know and so but she like wears the the dragon dress and I was just like oh
0: okay so I don't know if you've noticed this this is a side note if you flip I'm sure everyone on planet earth that's read this book has noticed it but on the front is one picture and on the back is another picture and I like that we get to see the dress because I kind of had a hard time imagining what it looked like. I, granted, shout out, but like Bookish does have a rendition of this. But I was glad that we got to kind of see what Sarah had depicted. Because I had a really hard time understanding the like shape of the dress and how it played such a big role. But gosh, what an yeah, awful. I actually
1: did not notice that until you just said that.
0: PSA, on the back of every single book, the front is one thing and the back is something else.
1: I did not know that. I will have to investigate now. I did not know that.
0: I spent way too much time. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> but at um, books. yeah. So they they're all like dressed up and they're going to dinner with to Arabins. And they have this like prince and she's oh, and it got this almond oil all over. It. It's just like, oh, that's so cringe. This whole thing I is just so cringy.
0: I died when they walk in and she's got it on her. And then <laughs> Arabin, like looks and is like Rowan's like oh thanks my hands were dry and I was like what a what a champ what what a basic bitch move right there I was like get it Rowan he's like yeah my hands were pasty thanks
1: I love him so much yeah I loved it he's just his like yeah his I love him but um yeah and it's so funny because she has this like moment with him and she like looks at him and she they have this like telepathic thing going on. And so um I love that and then um and then it just gets so bad cuz he takes her down to the dungeon where they had Sam and I'm like that's again so so like the things that he does and you're just like man and so they've got this like fog prints there and um they're interrogating him basically and he like cuts the ring off of his finger and then he kills him and it was just like all this stuff and i was like and she's like could you not just cut his ring off after you like it was just so i was like oh like he's like no it's fine like he's dead now it doesn't matter it was just like was it just, just shows that
0: for Airman to die
1: it just yeah it just shows the cruelty and it's just like oh like i hate him so much and so, you know, they go up to dinner and it's, like, it's just, like, another day for him, you know, it's just, like, whatever. And they go up to dinner and I love that it's, like, he has, like, Aylan on one side and Rowan on the other. They're, like, across the table from each other. He's, like, trying to kind of keep them separate. He doesn't want them, like, next to each other. And Arabin's like, talking about some random story that no one gives a crap about. And Aylan and Rowan are having this, like, very, like, like, intimate conversation between themselves, kind of their, like, you know, psychic whatever, and it was so funny, because, and then you, and then she's, like, oh, and then I realized that Arabin had asked me something, and it just shows that she's 1,000%, like, out of his clutches, like, she does not care, you know what I mean, and I just, I loved it, and he's, you could just tell that Arabin realizes that he doesn't have that pool over her anymore, and she's not some, like, child to be manipulated anymore and she just i i love that i i absolutely that was that.
0: beautiful i loved i also loved that i'm gonna stop saying i love that i like the next scene where they're in the um where they're kind of in the what the hell is it called and why do i keep forgetting words front keep? room in the foyer fireplace. yeah that's the word where they're like kind of in the foyer or whatever <laughs> i don't know what it's called foyer the foyer i like when they get into the other room like in the foyer and it's just him and her and he thinks he still kind of has a hold on her. He's gonna get her out from Rowan's grips and Aiden and Rowan are outside listening. And it's like, for being as clever and crafty as, um, his name escapes me, Arabin, for being as clever and crafty as Arabin is, I think he kind of forgets that the Fae are so powerful, even though magic is like outlaw or like unable to be used inside the little triangle. I think sometimes he forgets that like they have supersonic hearing and are like very swift. He has
1: very he has very high
0: opinions of himself. Yeah, and I loved it. And he's like all sleazy and gross and disgusting. And then they're like talking about their plans, blah blah blah. And you're like, this feels very oceans. Like you know something's going down. And he slips the ring on her finger. And at that point, I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> did I, I you think like, the ring was real?
1: Yes, I did. did. You? Like,
0: yes, I was like, okay.
1: I knew there was going to be something that was like going on with like the prince because she was like okay this is what i need you to do or the commander or whatever but like i didn't realize that the ring was fake and i was like "Ooh!" especially they were like driving back and they're like aylen aylen and she's just like all caltane bar and just like chilling <laughs> like i like you know <laughs> he, like i was like oh this is really bad and then he's like oh this part, he's like he goes, tell me you love me. And she's like, I love you. He's like, say my name. She's like, I love you, Arabin." And I was like, you hey, hey, No one is around so you. Much. Say Baby, hey, I love you. Yeah. Hey, hate, so
0: much. I I hate, hate him. Like so that's how I felt. Just hate him so much. So gross. That's He's so awful. Awful. That part, I I knew it wasn't real. <laughs> I I never guess things. I say this, and then I'm like, I never guess things, but I did guess this. Um, I had a feeling it wasn't real just because of the like cloak and dagger of the night before. There's no way that but I was shocked. I was like, dang, that was a new low for him. And I can't believe he did that. And
1: that's what she says. They yeah. have that conversation, her and Rowan have that conversation. Cause she's like out on the roof in the rain in her like pretty dress, you know? And she's like, I, this was his chance for redemption. She's like, I gave, I, I really wanted to believe that he wasn't as terrible as he was. And girl, he was, and it was like, girl, it is, it he's bad news man was is the keyword, and so and then she she says she's like i gave the kill to sandra this is her and i love how this is kind of that conclusion of like everything with like sam you know she visits she visits sam's grave and oh. she leaves the pebbles and like oh i was sh- and then rowan puts one on there for him
0: and i was oh like my gosh. <laughs> i like tears like, just kidding i, don't I know. was
1: just like it was so it was so beautiful because it's like you know, they both have lost, you know, loves in the past, you know, and the fact that, like, Rowan is not jealous or anything like that, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, that's who, that's part of who she is, and that's, like, part of Aelin's past and what made her who she is.
0: I saw a, a meme or whatever, someone posted something the other day, and it was talked about the Throne of Glass characters, and was, like, The maturity and the relationship development, all of these characters is like phenomenal. And even in the ones that break up and still have to interact with each other and all the things that have happened, they're so mature in their like friendships and able to get past everything and all the trauma in their life. And it's just like so beautiful. And I was like, that's so true. And I said this in the last episode, but Sarah writes mental health really well. And I know that she like goes through her own struggles, but she does a really good job like depicting that on page and showing like not even perfection, but just like reality and how it is possible to just be a grown-ass adult and, like, do things the right way and be, like, mature. And I know I said before that I don't really believe Rowan and Selena, but I believe Rowan and Aylin.
1: Love That's- it. I love it. they Yeah, I mean, again, we talked about her, like, transformation from going... This is, like, her full-on transformation from closing the door on Selena with Arabin out of the picture. And speaking of which, let's talk about how Sandra straight up just... I mean man i mean get it girl but she just like
0: oh sweeney todd on his ass i
1: also thought it was so crazy because it's like you kn- you know he's like that comfortable with her that he would sleep that deep and thinking that arrogant to think that she would never and it's like ooh, and she just like slits slits his throat and then gets back into the bed and waits for him to like choke on his own blood and die and i'm like damn and then screams and like you know, freaks out. And I was like, Oh man, Sandra girl, you who it's all for you, Wesley. It's all for you.
0: Yeah. That was wild. I was living for the next part where her mistress comes in and is like, I'm owed a ton of money. And I was like, <laughs> and then, you know, Selena- oh, I did see this coming with the, with the, the will. I the did will? see this okay. coming. <laughs> it's nice. And Halen comes and is like, Oh my gosh, Erebin died. No way. And I was like cackling. That was so funny. And I, loved I love when, how
1: she just like ugh. plays the angry air. <laughs> it's so well.
0: She does it. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like the way it's written and all the things she says to them. It was like, yes, this is beautiful. And this is the last time she really does play Selena. And oh, I just loved it so much. Well, this isn't the last time, but this is, you know, one of the last times she plays Selena. I thought it was so funny. And I like when at the end. So they say that Selena was left everything. Selena. Right. Yeah. Selena was left everything, not Ailen. Um, she was left everything. Oh, we forgot to mention he gave her the necklace. Anyways, he's given her the word key. We forgot to say this, but he gave her the word key the night before. So she does have the word key and she hides it under like um a little slip in the floorboard and she kind of feels that it's really powerful. And she is affirmed that it is in fact the word key. Um and so he's given her that and she goes and is like, yeah, everything's left to me. So like get out of my house and all the other assassins get out and she gives them Adam like the money that she's owed and then she turns to Aiden and Rowan and goes yeah so they were gonna be really really rich and um I'm not sorry about it I was like that was so funny I loved it I was dying it was beautiful. I loved it it was what, so what good and you
1: know her like selling and then she sells the she just she wants that part of her life to be done you know she doesn't want the house she wants the money so she can build an army so she can pay for, you know, cause this is stuff that Aiden's been saying, you know, and it's, and this is kind of Aiden uh, like is a bit of a hothead, you know, and he, there's things that he says to her. Cause he's like, you know, he's like, okay, how are we supposed to pay for an army? Like, how are we supposed to pay for this war? Wars are not cheap, you know, and we have no money. We have no access to this. And he keeps asking and she always has these like secret plans Um, which is kind of funny, but also I imagine can be so annoying as uh as being Rowan and Aiden. But yeah, it was uh it was very it was very good. You know, she sells the the guild back.
0: This whole scheme of aliens felt like that. suspicious don't be suspicious like that's how i felt the whole time i was like reading that part where she (laughs) reveals everything that she did it was just like don't be suspicious don't be (laughs) suspicious (laughs) very accurate very very
1: accurate so i love that though and so you know it they get all this money and they're like okay now we're we have the word key um now we have to take out the towers To somehow get magic. Okay, I will say kind of rewind. When she's talking at the end of Era Fire, she leaves Rowan and she's like, if you're in here, you're gonna be stuck in bird form is basically what she said. So I was expecting I was like, Isn't Rowan supposed to be a hawk right now? Like I thought he couldn't come and be in his Fay form, but nope, he's he's in his Fay form, which is appreciated. That would have been shitty if he was just like little Rowan hawk, like clacking away the whole time, like
0: clacking away.
1: Jesus. Yeah. I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, like okay. her walk out in her nightgown and he's like, like this. Okay. <laughs> like, let's talk about <laughs> their little
0: moment on the roof. Oh my God. Such that really then, ripped your heart out, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I was like, I, really? Whew, yeah. I felt the same. I didn't expect it to go that way. I was like, I love yeah, how she's like,
1: fine. kiss. She was like, fine. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to ignore you. And she just like fine. shuns him and he's like, And then he's just like, eh." and I'm like, well, you shouldn't have been an asshole.
0: She does such a good job continuing with her feelings. Like, I love that because I feel like in a lot of these books, I say this all the time, but like, whatever, you're here for the deep dive into my thoughts. But (laughs) I just feel like sometimes we get into books where the main character or the love interest, like does something terrible or just not terrible. just like something shitty. And then like two chapters later, you're like, I've forgiven you or like two pages later, they're like, I've forgiven you. And I liked it in here that she was like pissed for a while and was like, no, you need to prove to me that like, I'm important enough to you that you care about me. And like that, yes. Okay. So you think this is a mistake, but like, I'm pissed that you were, that you led me on like that. And then treated me that way. And then acted like I was some love-struck teenager. And I was like, Aylan, love
1: that. that. Literally. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean i love how she just like you know he tries to get close to her and she's just like mm, nope and like steps away so you know they're they're working to figure out how to basically take the towers down you know and so they get basically you know Lorcan shows up right and they're trying to get him off their trail and she tricks him into going into the sewers and fighting all these like word hounds right and she's like i just wanted to see if you can do it and she like really pisses him off and this was also a moment where rowan is like freaking out because Lorcan was like gonna gonna kill aelin basically he was not happy and he's like all right give me the word key blah, blah 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 so they hand over the word key and um it's like a whole thing and so you find out that they gave him the wrong one He's like running around killing all these like hound things. I don't know. It was kind of weird that whole process, that, that whole thought.
0: Whole, yeah. She felt very I don't know who the main character is, but let's just call him Matt Damon. That felt like Matt Damon in <laughs> Oceans, where like he knows all the things that's gonna happen, but the rest of the team kind of doesn't. I guess this is also like very Kaz Brecker as well. But it was like I got it at the end, but in between I was I was like you, know, I was like really confused. I was like, is Lorcan really going in there and killing all of them just like for you? And that's, he's like stupid enough to have done that. No, the answer to that is no.
1: No. Uh,
0: this hellfire thing. Well, let's chat about that. I was like, is this, are we in, is this, is this Game of Thrones? Are we in Game of Thrones? What's happening here? Um. And then like crawl down in the, t- the, the temple of the Sin Eater. This was a weird thing. I was so confused by that. I was like, okay, so they're walking into basically catacombs and there's bones everywhere. This felt very mortal instruments. Like, are we in the city of bones? And then it's depicted on a wall that essentially says that they didn't actually kill the vlog king; they just like trapped him in a sarcophagi, sarcophagus, this is sarcophagus. What's sarcophagus? That doesn't sound. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they like sarcophagus. His ass in a coffin. What?
1: <laughs> He's all like vampire. Yeah, like, that's why I going felt. On here.
0: It felt like um, Silas in Vampire Diaries. That's what this
1: it guy felt, reminds me of. For me, oh yeah, Silas, so it also felt very like um, Underworld where they like trapped the, the like twin, the...
0: Uh, I don't know his name.
1: The werewolf or whatever yeah. in the thing for all eternity. That's what it felt like.
0: Yeah, when I felt like it, in my head, I was like, okay, they're in the mountains. This is just like season, mm, I don't know, seven or eight of Vampire Diaries where they go with to find the cure for vampirism. It was like, that's what I felt like the Duke was doing. The Duke was like, I'm going to go find power. And then he Jeremied his ass and ate him. Like, that's how I felt. You know? Like, that, yeah. it was exactly like that in my head. Anyways. So I kind of <laughs> find out that he didn't get, he didn't die. He was trapped. And you're like, yeah. okay, Sarah, I'm just throwing this out there. If you are listening, we would love a prequel. A, a nice trilogy of the wars. And then a nice duology of like what happened the last 10 years. Okay. Thanks.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay, bye <laughs> Yeah. That, that, that was a weird.
0: That was a weird. Um, I don't know what the right word is. That was weird, like not info dump, but it was a weird, like, here's the setting. And we're just gonna depict what happened. And instead of someone actually knowing, it's just gonna be like written on the walls, you know?
1: Yeah, it was I mean, very like well, and they talk about it being Wonder very Woman. old too. Very like no one would have seen this kind of a thing because it's like way back in there and it's kind of creepy and weird. But anyways, they find this like hellfire stuff and they're carrying it out and they're bringing together this plan on how to bring the catacombs or not the catacombs down, the tower down and yeah, it's a whole, I don't know, there's just a lot that goes on with it that I'm like, okay, okay, a lot is going on here. It's like, again, the part two of, of yeah, know,
0: yeah. It was like, we had to come in here and make sure that all the pieces line up at the very end but the way that we got there was like a very windy road. Here's the information for this. This is what's going here. Oh, sorry. I forgot. We didn't explain this. Let me just like quick turn around real fast. Just like a big loop-de-loop. Okay. Yeah. Now that makes sense. All that right, I'm like, oh, okay. This is how it's going to come together. That's kind of how I felt. Like whatever yeah. just happened in the last three seconds of me explaining that is how I felt this whole book.
1: Before they take down the towers. So Evangeline like runs up there and is like, she's gone. She was taken or something. I don't remember how she ended up getting taken. Exactly.
0: I don't think it was really explained. They just kind of said someone showed up and took her. Oh, yeah. Th- this is what happened. I remember now. The Vlags showed up at the madam's house because Arabin had pre- been protecting her, and they found out that there was questionable lineage, or her, or her madam sold her out. It was one of the two. I can't remember. Her madam like sold her out and said that she had magical lineage, and they took her because they knew that it was a special kind of magic. And we found yeah. out at this point that lysandra is in fact a shifter. The yeah, the men have told us that.
1: Yeah. And so she, you know, is on her way to basically Morath, you know, the, the king and, Dar- and Darien, oh my gosh. The king, the king and Dorian are taking Lysandra to meet the witches. Um, and so the 13 are escorting her grandmother basically. And it's like a whole thing. And so they like show up with this cart and again, Anon is not allowed to see what it is. And it's this, again, this like annoying manipulation from the grandmother because she's like terrible. And, you know, she's cutting, not cutting her out, but making her isolating her, you know, and not telling her her plans or what's going on. And Anon keeps getting these like feelings of like, something just isn't right. She's not telling us the whole story. Like, we don't actually know what the king is promising or what, you know, what's going on here. And so, she um they all show up right and then you know kale and basically the whole crew is there to save Lysandra. and so they're kind of chilling in the trees and then um they're just like waiting out this was kind of like a weird how this was played out because then like dorian and the king leave but then they like get Lysandra
0: and I don't know. It was kind of, yeah, I was it really was a little weird because, you know, she gets kidnapped and then they sort of say to Manon, like, it's your job to take her back to Morath. So they give her to Manon, and then Chattel is like, I'm going to go save my friend. And it's like, how did you, It's like, I'm pretty sure the King went that way. And like the witches went that way and you went the way the witches went and then ended up with the witches. And I was like, what is wrong yeah. with you? Men. That yeah. was weird. I agree because it didn't make any sense that Kale like walked right into that and then felt like her grandmother stayed a little bit later to show Manon a couple of things. I don't know. That that to me, I agree. It was like, are they on the same road? Why did they bring the 13 in? I get the plot point, but it was just kind of a strange like interaction in general and then how Kale and ends up with the oh gosh, what a scene, man. Yeah, it scene. was
1: intense. It was very intense. They end up obviously saving Lysandra and they're like well, because they save Lysandra and they're going to leave and then Kale's just like gone. And he's like trying to like basically kill Dorian because at this point he realizes that Dorian is like unsalvageable. And so he's like, well, I'm going to be the one that kills him. And then he ends up coming face to face with the 13. And so, yeah. And then she, like alan walks up.
0: The ultimate mashup.
1: And is like chilling there and like saying all these things and she's like messing around in the dirt right and and everyone in like Manon's like what's going on like she's like stop moving and so she like stops and then she's like okay and I don't remember what she did but she did something and then Manon like gets pissed off I think she tells her she's Aelin is is I think it would it she's what happened that
0: she killed Baba Yellow Legs oh so yeah yeah she's they, like, like I'm
1: a witch kill she like shows yeah. her the scar on her neck
0: yeah. Cause they're like having and that chat like, and she's like, I'm just going to let it go. I don't want to fight you today. And I think she does say that she's Aylin. She's like, I am Aylin, whatever. Yeah. And Manon's like, oh, uh, that's probably not like the best idea ever, but we'll definitely like touch base again someday. And she's like, yeah, yeah probably better because I killed Baba. Katsinga. And I was like, you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, and oh, so Manon gets angry, obviously, and then I just imagine Manon, like, jumping into the air and then just being, like, frozen. Like, I was like, ooh! And then she's, like, pissed off because she, like, used bird marks on her. That's what she was doing in the ground is, like, using Kale's blood to draw, like, word marks. And so they, like, take off, like, haul ass through the woods to get away and obviously...
0: Fresh. What a good
1: scene. <laughs> I was just saying, obviously the witches are, like, also fast and they're like hollow ass after him and it's just this like fight between aelin and Manon, and then like i don't know and then rowan ends up getting shot
0: with a scene with this where it's like two this is how i imagined it it was like rickety ass bridge yep, and then temple in the middle and then like another rickety bridge right that's how i imagined it yeah and yeah i was a bit confused as to how like they end up on the the temple right rowan jumps in front of her he gets shot in the shoulder and then everybody else is all of a sudden off the like platform and she's still there
1: yeah and i was like alan's trying is... to get everyone across the bridge yeah before it was like really chaotic know. for me yeah and so and then like rowan jumps in front of her because there's like a big old arrow that's coming at her and and so they like obviously he's like losing a lot of blood and they take him off and then um she like fights Manon because she's like trying to Bloody. give them more time. It was an intense fight, man. They were getting after it, you know, and then Manon like ends up basically she's like she's like running her around this temple and Manon's like flashing and slamming into these like pillars and then the temple just like crumbles around them. And Aylen gets out, and then again there's this moment that we talk about, she talks about this like pull that like she knows she's supposed to be there, or, you know, and the same thing happens with Manon, too, you know, she has that with, like, Abraxis, and um, and so Ailen goes back and saves Manon, you know, because she hears Astrin screaming for her, and she's, like, she's like, I knew I had to go back because that's, that's how I sounded when Rowan got shot. And I knew that was like, I needed to go back and she's someone that needed to live kind of a situation. And so she saves Manon and Manon has a life debt. It was a life debt to her now.
0: I thought this part was nuts because Manon says later, you sounded the same as when Keeley died. And I was like, <laughs> that was so sad. It's like such a good reference. And I still don't feel like my has paid the life debt. Like just warning her that Dorian was still alive was not like enough for me. I'm just going to throw that out there and I'm sure it'll be brought up again. Like as we get later into the series, but, um, I was living for the mashup. I'm not going to lie. That was such a good scene. And like, it was just set up so well. And you're like, not sure who to root for. I mean, I didn't know who to root for, but like everyone else, maybe not but like, I don't know. I just felt them. This was, mm, this was good. This was good stuff. It was
1: so good. And I loved Manon and Dorian's interaction
0: I'm just gonna say that <laughs> yeah,
1: it was so good because it's this like book... Dorian
0: go ahead
1: Don't no, go for
0: it I was just gonna say this book has like the most iconic lines like if you're a monster I'm a monster hello princeling hello witchling yep ah they're just too good man like this is a so good, good good book Sarah just comes up with the best shit I'm just gonna say she has the <laughs> best lines man and this yeah. series has so many good ones but this book had a lot and I really loved that
1: yeah it was really good i mean it was so that interaction and it's like dorian realizing like the prince is like recoiling because he sees like her eyes because she's like obviously she's she's a witch so she's descendant from the vow kings and so she like has these like eyes i guess i don't know this like eye color that yeah the
0: black gold, uh, yeah the brown and, or the black and gold i wasn't like confused the, yeah. by that Again, I'm sure this will come up later as far as like their powers and things like that. Um, but I thought it was interesting that the blog Prince was like, get away. She's one of ours. And it's like, why would you say that if she's like one of your offspring, technically? Um, and I just was, I was a little confused by that part. I was yeah. like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. If like you would think that they would like the witches because they want to breed with them and all those things, but it made sense. And it was really good. And I like that Dorian came forward with her and I'm just so excited for them to be together. Oh. And if it doesn't happen... I'm going to just stop reading the rest of the series. So good. I love them. Um,
1: but I love how he's just so like, he's almost daring her to kill him. Like he's literally like trying to almost dare to kill him. And she's realizing that she like picks up on that. And she's like, there is, this is like not. And then, you know, obviously when he steps away that like the prince comes in, it like shuts down, but, you know, and that's her, I guess, repayment. You know, she tells, she goes, flies to the city and is like, because they're, you know, they have all these plans in place to bring down the tower. They're going to kill Dorian. They're going to kill a king, like all these things. And then she like hauls ass to the city and writes on the wall. And there's just like, Dorian is still, or something about the prince still alive. I don't, I can't remember what it was, but um, something about Dorian still being in there and don't kill him kind of a thing. And so she like, Aelin like, runs to, to Kale and tells him and they have to like adjust their plan. So what did you think of the whole taking down the tower situation?
0: What a mess. What a mess. So I don't know. I was thinking that maybe, I guess I not I don't know. I don't give the King a lot of credit. I'm not going to say he's like clever. I had a feeling that he didn't have a clue that Selena was actually Aitlin based on how the previous like books went and just the interactions that everybody has with Selena, I don't, I didn't anticipate that he knew who she was, but I guess word had spread and all that stuff. So mm, whatever. I was a little bit bummed that he didn't know who she was. And I kind of saw that how this was, how it was going to go wrong with Kale and everything. But I don't know. I wasn't like loving that. And then I also could have just like backhanded Rowan and Aiden for going into the, um going into the clock tower, thinking that, Lorcan had done all their dirty work I thought that was kind of silly I was like especially because Rowan knows like Lorcan's not yeah and all that they all the the inkling that you get that something's gonna go wrong is like Rowan has a tiny piece of the square of his cloth is missing on his cloak so that's it and then they're like a piece of cloak fell on his head and I was like <laughs> okay that was stupid I didn't yeah I, I was just like <laughs> are you kidding are we joking that was it. That was it right yeah. there. That wasn't going to be the thing. It's like, and I then, just watched this. So I'm going to reference it again. You're all welcome. But I just watched Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And he like walks into the house with uh, Professor Slughorn and the blood like, yeah. on his head. That's how that felt. Where yeah. It was like, oh, something's about to happen. And you're like, okay, is it? Yeah. I bet something's going to happen. Stupid. <laughs> no, it was just stupid. That, that part was like, it really annoyed me. And then yeah. they are fighting and it's like, the wardhounds are so strong, but yet yeah, Lorcan killed one all in on his own with like no effort, no effort. No, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done singing. So sorry. But I mean, he killed
1: a lot. He killed like a couple, he Yeah, had like all the princes and stuff to deal with. But if it wasn't just one wardhound or no, but, I know, but that's um, what I'm
0: saying. Like he killed them. And then Rowan and Aiden are like struggling. And it was yeah. like, this is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed yep. for you. What yep. did you think?
1: I don't know. I I thought it was very interesting and it was just like, Oh, this is this is this is not going well. And then obviously like alan's like waiting for them to set it off and it like the time go comes and goes and she's like, Oh, something is not going well. And so she's like she obviously thinks that like Rowan and Aiden are dead because they didn't, you know, do what they needed to do. And it's just like utter chaos, like all hell breaks loose, basically. Kale, like, uh, fends off the king while Aelin, like, dips out. But she gives him the word key? Or no, the eye of Elena or whatnot. And so she, like, puts that in his pocket and she, like, dips out. And then Dorian's, like, coming after her and, like, shooting his magic. And, like, (laughs) I just imagine this is, like, just, like, lots of ice everywhere and her, like, slipping and sliding down the hallway. It was very intense. And then it's, I'm like, like in this... frozen. Yeah. It was this back and forth between, like, you know, that and Rowan and Aiden fighting. And it was, it was intense. And so, you know, she's on the, on this, like, bridge or whatever. This ice, not ice bridge, but the glass.
0: I have a hard time imagining in my head what the glass castle looked like same I get it but i didn't get it
1: i'm also like okay if there's a castle made entirely of glass and she's talking going to about that. no you're everything's gonna catch on fire if it's a sunny day everything is going to catch on fire like, oh my god you're so right <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just like <laughs> i don't i have no words i don't or know am i like, the only one who did that with, like stop I it <sighs> I, Describe to me the yeah. glass. Is it see-through? Is it like kaleidoscopy? Is this look like those cinder blocks in a bathroom, like you can't see yeah. all the way through? <laughs> Please give me a depiction of said glass. You know it's what I like mean? A, like an ice castle. I imagine it is like, like the only thing I could hold on to was the Emerald City in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's what I imagined. But like that didn't sound. But see-through, obviously, it's not. You know. I was picturing like the ice. Know.
1: You know those like ice homes or like ice castles that people in build Iglow. or like. No. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: there's like, like ice domes yeah it's an igloo it's no an igloo, the I'm like, like ice saying.
1: bars that you go into or like things that are built like actual houses or like yes. replicas that are built out yeah. of ice that's what I was like picturing obviously it's not ice but like that was like how I was seeing it but I was still just like if it's a sunny day everyone's gonna burn like they're all gonna they're
0: like crispy in there. I want to know what that AC bill looks like.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so you know. Anyways, they're running through the glass castle, and Dorian is like about to take out Aiden, and you know they get on the, they're like on this bridge, and they're battling it out, and it's this back and forth between Rowan and Aiden are are kind of getting getting able to get out, and then all of a sudden Lorkin shows up. And I was not expecting Lorcan to show up. I'm going to be honest. I was like, "Um, why is he here? I was very confused. And so, you know, they're obviously fighting and Rowan's like uh, like on his last leg and um, struggling to get through this. He's freaking out because he thinks that Aelin is dead and it's like, she thinks he's dead. And it's just like, this was
0: exhausting. This whole thing it was, was exhausting.
1: It really was. He was and like, so- I'm just
0: going to watch Aiden die as brothers. And then we shook hands. I'm so mean this episode. I'm sorry. It's just been a day. Um, <laughs> I just I was like, I wasn't convinced by all that. I was like, sorry, so, rewind. Rowan's is strong and like a great warrior, and not, it, you're just like a, a little cut on the leg that's it it's gonna take you down I don't know I know it was like really intense but their internal monologue and this was like kind of cringy and uncomfortable and I was like oh precious but like you can't die we like need you going forward. exactly I wasn't expecting Lorcan either it was interesting and
1: so you know Lorkin shows up and saves the day and he's like all right we need to set this off and like sets off the hellfire and the tower comes down and then magic comes back and it's like you know all this stuff I loved when Lysandra came in, she just was like, hi, hey, yeah, like snow leoparded it, man. And just was kicking
0: ass. I was like, dang. Okay. Okay. Lysandra. You go, girl love the ghost leopard thing. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was so clever. And it's just like, that is so true to her character and who she is and all of it. And it was just, yep, mm, that was like, what a good animal to choose. I'm glad it wasn't something we see a lot either, you know, because yeah. I feel like in a lot of these like fantasy books or whatever, it's, it's like a Falcon or whatever. I'm like glad it was yeah I just feel like this happens a lot like everybody just turns into like a bird <laughs> it's like so weird or I don't know a wolf everybody the wolf um so I was glad that it was a snow leopard it doesn't yeah
1: it was it was kind of cool and so you know Sandra comes in and obviously helps and saves the day but Aelin
0: I I can't remember how Dorian gets pulled out of she puts the this. ring on his finger so she got the ring from Lorcan. She like swapped the ring with Lorcan. Oh like, yeah, I forgot it. about the ring. Yeah. And then she puts it on Dorian's finger. And then she's like, Sorsha, Ailen, Kale, Namibia. <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> she was just like, <laughs> I don't know it like, Nahemia. Nahemia, Kale. Aylin. And I was like, this was weird. Okay. Like, that's how you're going to bring him back. She's like, Sorsha, 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 Sorsha. I was yeah. like, how many times can we say it? Like, how many times can we say it? So I just, it was, <laughs> that was just funny. I was like, how many times can you say Sorsha 10 times? Like, yeah, like <laughs> 10 times. I was like, how like, can you do it? Can we do it? And then she was just like, Selena, Aylin, Selena, Aylin. Okay. Like, we get it. Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, the
1: king shows up. Oh, this guy was nuts. Th- I didn't yeah. expect this at all.
0: I didn't expect it at mm. all. I'm not going to lie.
1: That I thought, was like,
0: I was like, plot twist man that was yeah so intense. I thought that he was like I didn't think he was taken over by a black prince I thought he was just shitty if we're being honest I thought he was just a bad person too. and then there was like I've been in here fighting and I was like huh I don't know I didn't feel bad for him because like he chose it himself but like I kind of felt yeah but I didn't feel as intensely as Dorian I was like leaning a little closer to Dorian but I was not I didn't expect him to be like I built these towers in order to like keep magic out in order to protect you and it's like that seems like a weak ass excuse. Just like putting a band-aid yep. over a bullet wound. Yep. Just how about you like yeah. kill the Duke? I don't know. This is like the thought for the class. I'm it was just, weird. Yeah. The whole thing was weird. And then this was the other one that I had a really hard time imagining. Dorian obviously goes knucking butts and shatters the castle. And then Selena like holds it up and like forges into something new. And I was like, I don't, I'm not. It was, doesn't hold it was it up. This, like, she the shards get
1: thrown to the city, and so yeah, but she, she like, like holds up
0: the the flames right around it. Yeah,
1: she puts like a shield around yeah. the like castle. wall or around the castle, and then the glass hits this shield and creates a wall.
0: Yeah, this felt again just because I've recently watched it, but this felt very Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, or no, <laughs> sorry, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, where Voldemort like takes all the shards of glass, and then Dumbledore's like sand. That's how it felt. Yeah. I couldn't imagine the wall. Do you know
1: what yeah, I mean? I just I was could, like, I don't know. I imagine just this like shard, weird like glass, like blown yeah. glass situation going on.
0: Blown glass. Uh, That's a good one. Okay.
1: That. Yeah. I, that.
0: That. I, I see that better now. That, that was
1: like, my thought process, but obviously, you know, the the castle explodes, and so they're like falling to their death, basically, and then Rowan has all of a sudden has magic and all of his like power back and isn't dying and then like sends his wind <laughs> to like save their them for the, from their fall. And I thought it was very random that like Kale just like ended up there at it. Like who got Kale out? How did Kale get out?
0: Yeah, I was confused by that as well. And then his, you know, the king says he didn't kill Kale. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I wasn't expecting to be paralyzed. And yeah. like for him, I thought he was just going to be really injured in like a different way, but yeah. I think this is going to do something for his character. It obviously does something for his character, but I was also confused about that. Cause they said that a bunch of the courtesans had died like in yeah. this fire. Yeah. I was confused. That part was really chaotic. I mean, this is a typical Sarah, 20, 60, 20, slow burn, mass chaos, et cetera, et cetera. And I think I read that a little too quickly because I just wanted to know what happened next. But I agree, I was kind of confused. And then, you know, we get back in the castle and they're like, Kale's over here in this room, and Lysandra's over here in this room, and Rowan and Aylin are over here in this room making out. I and mean, then Lysandra's <laughs> gonna just like throw up on Lorcan. And I was like, that one was kind of necessary.
1: That was pretty good though. I was like, <laughs> screw you, Lorcan. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, all this like vague foulness. <laughs> and she just like, <laughs> and he's just like, mm, okay.
0: Like that's how welcome you are.
1: Yep. That's what we think of you, Morgan. That's what we think of you.
0: The ending was just odd. I was like, this was, there was a lot like happening all at once. I think I feel bad for Dorian. And I like that he didn't kind of come back at it. Just saying like, I'm a new person and I'm great. She's going to write this well, and he's going to do a good job going through all these struggles. And here we go again with her, you know, doing a really good job at writing about mental health and the real, the realizations are like how realistic the situation is for him and him like kind of living in these moments of when he was with the bog prince and having nightmares and all that. And so yeah. I do appreciate how she set him up um, and how he's like, I've never been a King. Like I've always been the Prince. And I think even in his head, he thought he was never going to be King. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see him progress and become a King and like get stronger as a character and all that, because right now so he's a puppy dog.
1: I love his character, his character development and empire of storms is just chef's kiss. Yeah, so great. good. So good. Um, but yeah, so you know they all end up kind of going their separate ways. Um, Kale and what's her name, um, Nesrin, um, go off to the like healers to see if they can um, heal the rest of his back um, and then or his spine. And um, Ailyn and Crew and the Court um, are headed off to Terasand to basically like claim her kingdom again. So. Um, yeah they all kind of go their own separate ways and I loved how the the scene where Dorian like walks out and and Manon and Abraxas are on the glass wall and he just like lifts his hand and he's like hey I'm good like thanks kind of a thing and she just like flies off
0: and I was like oh I love this I love them same they are just absolutely precious I I just I don't even have words I'm excited to see where this goes with them for the next one it's too good it's too good to be true Actually, it's not too good to be true because they both thumbed through some serious shit. Yeah, yeah, I liked the ending of this one. What was your, I guess that's kind of it, right?
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: uh, What's your star rating?
1: My star rating, I give this like a 4.25. So I liked it. I thought there was some really good, again, I love the development between like from really ending that, time of selena of being the assassin of all that kind of past and her really coming into her queenliness basically you know and that development of aelin um from that true ending of selena's story to really begin that big story or dive into the story of um i loved aelin and rowan's kind of relationship and their development and that um again i would die for aiden i love aiden so much. I love him so much. He's my favorite. Um, Lorcan is a cardboard cut out of a human um, or fae, whatever you want to call him. And Lysandra, again, also another favorite. So I really liked it. I just, all of it was so good. But yeah, I mean, I just, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was a great story. I thought there was a lot of things that she tied up as far as loose ends with Things with Sam and ending really, I love that she ended that relationship in that time that like grief and not grief, but you know, that um, kind of time in her life. And then she started things with Rowan. That was really when kind of things started kind of getting hot and heavy with Rowan. So I really like that. And um, yeah, it was just, it was good. I really, I didn't like it as much as I did probably throne of glass i like i throne of glass is still my favorite one um i really like that one yeah i liked it it was good i thought it ended um a lot of kind of questions and things and answered a few things that we needed answers to especially consider especially concerning arabin and her time as an assassin and everything like that so and the like who is who and how these people play in so i really liked it um what about you
0: i give this one just like a solid four I think. I liked this one better than Air of Fire. Um, I think the character development was better. Like we said, I got a little more Manon, which is what I wanted. I like the new characters that they brought in and all of that stuff. Um, it was better that she said that it was two parts, but I did, I agree with you. Like, I love the references to Sam and the first one. And I think she does a good job of like playing everything that happened in the previous one into the next one and re-explaining that well. Um, and I always appreciate when there's a series and it makes references like back to the original or something like that. Cause I tend to forget what happens if we're being honest. So yeah, I really liked this one. I'll never give Sarah anything less than a three stars. I should say that. Yeah. i probably eat my words in one day, but I, I just love her writing style so much. I'm excited to see what happens in the rest of Empire Storms. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. I'm kind of glad that we are, this is just like a side note, but I'm kind of glad that we're, we haven't read these before. Like we're not doing this as a reread. This is like our first time reading it and our first thoughts. I think that's been really fun. I hope you guys are all enjoying the fact that we don't know what happens next because that's been fun, <laughs> right? I was
1: going to say, I don't even remember. Oh, I said, it's been fun. You know, it's been fun not knowing what's going to happen and um, having our theories and, you know, not knowing who's going to end up, well, kind of knowing who's going to end up with who, but you know, just, it's just so good. I love, I love these stories and I love how Sarah writes them. And um, I think, yeah, I I've really, really, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. She's a champion, huge fan. Can't wait for more things from her, but So we decided we're going to change it up with our obscure book recommendations. So since we've been powering through Throne of Glass and many other books, we haven't had a ton of time to read any indie authors or like obscure books because we're trendy. Just kidding. Um, So we decided to switch it up and we are going to ask you guys going forward for you to send us your obscure book recommendations. So this can be any book that you guys like that's either an indie author or something you just don't see on Instagram or TikTok as often. And so actually Kate, reads Kate actually sent us a huge list of obscure book recommendations so I'm going to pull one from there for this week and I'm just I've never read it because I'm a terrible person but um (laughs) we will just read the synopsis from Goodreads and I'll link all the info for that below or like the name of it and everything below but if you guys want to message us any obscure book recommendations that would be amazing and we'll put polls on the stories and all that kind of stuff so this one is called the forest of hands and teeth and this is actually a series but it's by Carrie Ryan in Mary's world, there are three simple truths. The sisterhood always knows best. The guardians will protect and serve. The unconsecrated will never relent. And you must always mind the fence that surrounds the village. The fence that protects the village from the forest of hands and teeth. But slowly Mary's truths are failing her. She's learning things she never wanted to know about the sisterhood and its secrets. The guardians and their power and the unconsecrated and their restlessness. When the fence is breached and her world is thrown into chaos, she must choose between village, the village and her future. Between the one she loves and the one who loves her. She must face the truth about the forest of hands and teeth could there be more to life outside the world surrounding by surrounded by so much death so sorry that was the worst rendition i've ever done
1: that sounds intense
0: you know that sounds nice um i'm excited so yeah she gave us quite a long list so if nobody else sends us anything we'll just be reading from katie's list um but yeah so if you guys want to send us over like i said we have been having kind of a hard time scouring our bookshelves unless you guys would like some western romance novel recommendations and just regular romance novel wrecks or harry potter
1: we can do that That (laughs) but thanks kate thank you for sending that over it is appreciated
0: awesome um i don't think we have any huge announcements coming up we have a guest coming on next week for our bonus episode we'll be continuing through like we've said every episode we'll be continuing through throne of glass at the end of july we have two guests coming on after that
1: I'm so excited.
0: I'd be so fun. So
1: excited. And those
0: will not be bonus episodes. Those will be like regular, regularly scheduled programming. So we'll have two bonus episodes this month and then two, two interviews this month and then one in the start of August. So that was a very, yep. sorry, convoluted way. We have a lot of things coming up, Yeah, um, but we are super excited about our Wednesday interview and we are going to be talking spooky summer reads.
1: Yep. I'm excited. I S- super I...
0: secret, special guest.
1: Yep. <laughs> it'll it'll be fun it'll be a fun episode so um i am excited to read the book because it looks it looks like a fun book so or not fun it looks like a good thriller so i'm excited ish (laughs) um but yeah so that's really all we have thank you guys for joining us this week we really appreciate it um please dm us give us uh, any kind of feedback is appreciated, any recommendations, anything you guys would like us to cover would be wonderful. Um, also, um, you can follow us
0: on Instagram and TikTok at the book Expanter podcast. We are picking our July book this week. So if you guys want to join us over on the discord group, we did the ninth house last month, or I guess this month, cause it's still June, but that month we've already had our discussion group and everything, but if you guys want to join for July, we are picking our book this week. So you guys can head on over to the link in our bio and join the discord group. And we'll be doing one. It's super casual. Like if you guys don't want to be that active, that's fine. But we'll just be doing one like video call at the end of the month to discuss everything and just talk about the book, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share with a friend if you, if you love us. So we appreciate it. We, Appreciate all the love, everyone uh posting on on the interwebs. It is appreciated. We love to hear feedback and um are so happy that you guys are enjoying the show. So or the episodes, rather. The usness.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the very usness of this podcast. So um yeah, have a great have a great rest of your week and stay. F- <laughs>
0: We're doing a good job today. Did you get that? Yep. <laughs>
1: ah. <sighs> okay. Um, thank you for joining us this week. We love you all and hope you have a great rest of your week.
0: Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Okay, brr. bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the bookish banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.